welcome back for another episode of Spill the D. I'm Gina. I am one of your co-hosts, and I'm joined as always with my lovely co-host, Sabrina. Hi, Sab. How are you? Went for lovely this time. I told you I was trying to think of an adjective that was like, we're talking about Hollywood studios today. So I was trying to think of an adjective that was like 30s and 40s Hollywood. And I couldn't think of anything. Snazzy. Snazzy would have been really good. Oh, with my snazzy co-host, Sabrina. Yeah, I like that one. I like that better. Snazzy Savvy. Talk about coming up with your own nickname. Oh my gosh. Thank you. People call me that. Who calls you that? My friends, if I had any. So, like I said, guys, today we are talking about the best seat in the house for those Hollywood Studios shows, fireworks, anything that you can think of. We have the best seat for you. But before we do that, we have a little bit of Disney news, not like a crazy amount. As far as the parks go, decent amount for Disney movies, though. Yeah, and series. And that was series. that was like a whole day of like Disney's just making us excited. Oh yeah, we'll start at the parks though. Yes. So at Hollywood Studios, Jesse's Trading Post is now open in Toy Story Land. So it's themed like a girl, cow, girl like playset is what I'm getting from it but it's just another retail store which is exciting it's the store on the way out of toy story mania right the one that they already had there they just updated it yeah cool makes it better yeah i think i avoided that which was nice because that was the only gift shop you didn't need to walk through you could walk by yeah, which is nice. But they had such good merchandise, though. If you wanted some Toy Story merchandise, they always yeah. had the best lounge flies in there for Toy Story lounge flies. Which I'm guessing for COVID, they used to have that the Buzz Lightyear thing that you could like pose with. I think because of COVID, they put the vending machine in front of it. I never understood the logic of that vending machine because photos in front of that wall are completely contactless. So I don't know if it was COVID or just poor placement on the managerial aspect like we're just gonna put a vending machine right here <laughs> right in front of this beautiful wall what come on guys if you're want to know what wall we're talking about there's a bunch of pictures of it on our instagram because we love this wall yeah. it makes it look like you have buzz Lightyear's wings it might be gone though with the updated store Ooh. now that it's jesse's because it's jesse's boo that's true but keep it yeah i don't know i don't know <laughs> Next thing of news that we have, Victoria and Albert's, which is a very, very high-end fine dining restaurant in the Grand Floridian, is reopening officially on July 28th, and prices have extremely increased. So, to eat in the dining room is now $295 per person. It used to be $185. It went up by over $100 per person. The Queen Victoria room used to be $235. It's now $375. And the chef's table went from $350 to $420 per person. Did they add any snazzy items for this increase? I don't believe any items have been added, but they updated the restaurant as a whole. The decor has all been changed, but I can't imagine that it was changed enough to justify an extra hundred plus dollars per person. If you're staying at the Grand without the DVC points, they can afford this. (laughs) (laughs) I would actually assume that most people are not staying there that are eating there. It is a AAA five diamond award winner. 
And that's like the really big deal about it. It's won a bunch of other awards too, but the Five Diamond Award is like a really big deal. Basically, there's only a few restaurants to get the Five Diamond Award or the Forbes Travel Guide Star Award every year. And Victoria and Albert's is the only one in the entire state of Florida that has both. So like these awards are very hard to get and they have both of them. But yes, super, super expensive many, many courses, would really love to do the chef's table. Yeah. That is where you literally sit in the kitchen while the chef makes the food and he talks you through each course. It is so expensive and the wait list is insane. My brother and his wife were on the wait list forever leading up to COVID basically. And then it closed because oh. when we were going there, they literally were like, we're on the wait list. If we get called, someone's taking our kids because you can't bring kids. Yeah. to anywhere in that restaurant let alone the chef's fine dining it's fine dining and they have a very strict dress code there are a lot of restaurants in Walt Disney World that have dress codes but this one is like they stick to it like yeah. California girls says they have a dress code but I saw a family <laughs> in matching t-shirts this one they'll be like no nah, turn around yeah women can't wear like tank tops they have to have like long dresses like those kind of things like dresses or trousers you can't wear flip-flops yeah or even, basically you can't come right from the park there's one place in morristown that you aren't allowed to wear ripped jeans or timberland boots <laughs> i was specific it was specific because i don't know i think cassie my sister was telling me or one of my friends i don't know someone was telling me about it and i was like that is so odd <laughs> Jokes on them. I can't afford Timberland boots. <laughs> My feet are too small for them. <laughs> for Timberlands? Yeah. Lucky you. Get to save some money. Yeah. And then instead of the $10 cancellation fee the day of, you get a $100 cancellation fee within five days. Yeah. I mean. It's like a whole nother experience. This meal, I bet you this meal is going to be one of the best meals you ever have. It absolutely is there is no doubt in my mind but it's an experience in itself you don't just go there for a meal you go there like that is your night out that is your whole experience especially when it's going to cost you at least six hundred dollars for just two people to go eat and that's not even including tip yeah is this like a seven course meal kind of place do you think Yes, it is. The seven-course meal at Victoria and Albert's for 2022. That sounds so cool. But it's also a prefix meal. So you can't change anything. And the menu changes daily. So you eat whatever they give you. So if you don't like fish, I mean, I'm sure you can kind of make some changes. But, like, you kind of just have to eat what they tell you you're eating. Yeah. I mean, I would not question a single thing because everything that's coming out is probably going to taste phenomenal. I completely agree. I would just like force it if it was something I didn't think I liked. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm just going to make it happen. <laughs> not getting this experience again. I'm going to choke down the fish. It's fine. Yeah. I don't want a Christmas gift from any of my family members. I want to go to Victoria and Albert. Thank you. Thanks, <laughs> Anna. That'll be my gift. That would be really cool. Oh, it would definitely be a really cool experience, especially the chef's table. But I firmly believe that it's a special occasion restaurant. And shout out to the people who can just do that for something fun to do. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about it this weekend. My parents were in town and we were talking about how I'm just not a foodie. Like, I'm not that person that's like, ooh, this would be so good with oregano. Like, I just don't think that way. So I feel like that wouldn't be my 
go-to? I think of myself as a foodie in the aspect of I like food and I like trying different foods and I'm not afraid to try anything. But I don't think I'm at the point in my life where I can justify some of the money that it costs to get the good food. Do you know what I mean? Like I will get the cheaper option before I spend $300 $300 on a prefix meal. Like I will be like, mm, no, let me go California grill, which is still going to be like a hundred bucks per person, but it's $400 saved. And that's what, I, that's just how my brain works. So maybe when I'm older, I'll get to the point where I can justify it, but I'm not there yet. Hopefully my palate changes later. Also, my dad does not like cilantro. I was like, oh, there it is. There's the gene. That's how I got it. <laughs> Anyone who's just tuning in to Spill the D, if this is your first episode, cilantro was a very big topic in our food and wine festival episodes because Sab hates it. Yes, apparently I have the gene where it tastes like soap. Gross. And uh, apparently this is like common knowledge that people just know. Yeah, it's a thing. I didn't know it was common knowledge. I just thought I hated it. I've heard soap and I've heard sulfur. I mean, sure, yeah, that's right. Either way, that sounds terrible, so <laughs> sucks to be you. And then our last bit of news before we get into a long, long list of new things to come is that we've talked about it before, but the Magic Band Plus is officially launching July 27th, and then we'll come to Disneyland later, but they look so cool. But another thing about the Magic Bands is your old Magic Band will still work. You don't need to get the Magic Band Plus. So if you don't like the features it has, you're good with the, the OG versions. It's just going to have some extra little oomph for your park yeah. visit. It lights up. <laughs> it lights up. It interacts with the statues, little yeah. things like that. Keep in mind with them saying it's launching on July 27th. That also means that if you're staying in a resort, even if your resort stay is after July 27th, you can't buy it until July 27th. So, like, I went on today to look to see about ordering us Magic Bands, and it's not an option on there. Uh, There's actually very few options on there because of supply shortages. They don't have a lot of Magic Bands right now. Yeah. Even just the plain, simple colored ones, they just don't have them. So, keep that in mind also. If you're looking to order, if you're staying in park and want to get a Magic Band, keep checking. Because they change them pretty often, but they're very, very low quantity right now. Yeah. I really like my blue one. And until I don't like it anymore or I lose it, it'll be the one I use. I'll have to check on July 27th. I'll look them up like that morning when they're fresh and yeah. before they all sell out. And I'll be like, this is what we got. What do you want? What do you want? You want one? Okay. Purchase. Which is tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh my God. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize it was already 26. I literally <laughs> thought today was like the 22nd. So Disney has announced a crazy amount of stuff coming to their media. I'll say, coming to Disney Plus and theaters near you. Should we start with what's coming to theaters and then do what's coming to Disney Plus? Sure. Black Panther. Oh, my God. I did not know it was this year. I thought it was going to be sooner. I was like, how has this movie not come out yet? Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, they just released the preview, and it looks really good. The whole preview, to me, felt like a tribute to Chadwick who was Black Panther and he passed away in the middle of filming this so they had to re they had to change everything and they said that they are not going to CGI him because that was a rumor that he was going to be like CGI'd and then they would use old audio and they were like no we're not going to disrespect him like that 
Aww. I'm excited to see who's in the Black Panther suit. They previewed it. I think it's his sister. I thought too. We'll have to see. That'll be cool. Based on year, Marvel's Blade. I have no idea what that is. I love Marvel. For anyone who doesn't know, again, if you're just tuning in to Spill the D, I am the resident Marvel expert. And I have no clue what Blade is. Yeah. I have no idea, but I'm sure it's going to be great. I know it's, it is a character. There's a title character. There is a character in Marvel named Blade, but that's all I know about it. So that'll be interesting. Following that, the next one will be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I'm so excited for that one. Chris Pratt, I love you. (laughs) And I love Guardians of the Galaxy. That's the one that got me into Marvel. So that one's coming out in May of 2023. Heck yeah. So when I, if you didn't hear the episode where I started watching all the Marvel movies, I watched them as of, was it this year? Last year. I think it was last fall. I don't know. I don't actually. <laughs> I had watched all of the Marvel movies. I watched one a night in chronological order because I had no idea what Gina was talking about half the time. And now I'm same watching reason. How I Met Your Mother because <laughs> it's the same reason she watched How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> so now that I've watched all of them, I have to say Guardians is my favorite movie out of all the Marvel movies. I agree. Iron Man is my favorite character, but the Guardians movies are just so good. Wanda's my favorite character, but Guardians are so good. I agree. But I have to say, for all the haters, I like Wanda before it was cool. (laughs) Before she had her own show and all that stuff, I would tell Rick all the time, I was like, she's the strongest Avenger. We fought about it. Like, he was like, no, she's not. And I was like, she is. She could have killed Thanos if he didn't send everything down. No one else got that close. She's the strongest, blah, blah, blah. And then we were watching either the show or... Yeah, I think it was her show, and he was like, all right, you win. I think if I went through the same thing of killing the love of my life for nothing, I would go crazy, too. And watching her brother die. And watching her parents die. Yeah. There are so many reasons that she has that she is entitled to go crazy. So, just gotta rein it in a little bit. Rein it in. You're good. I love it. Our next one order is Fantastic Four, which I think that they need to give up with this already because they've created so many Fantastic Fours. Fails every time. And I don't, I didn't watch the the new one with Miles Teller. No? I just didn't really enjoy the first one enough to watch the second one. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe they'll bring Chris Evans back into it though somehow. That'd be cool because he's the human torch in the one Fantastic Four movie. It's just hard because he's so much bigger now that he's Captain America that it would just look funny. Well, he's significantly older. He was basically a teenager when he played the Human Torch. Yeah. Next is Captain America, which will be, what's his name? Sam. Oh, okay. (laughs) Wait, is his name Bucky? But I was wrong, wrong character. Yeah, no, it won't be Bucky. It'll be Sam. That's so funny. I have never heard of the name Bucky, except that it's my dad's nickname. But then when it, it was his name in the movie, I was like, what? There's also Thunderbolt. At, at this point, we're, I feel like we should just go through them all. Thunderbolt, yeah. Avengers, Gang Dynasty, and Avengers Secret Wars. These are 2024, 2025, 2025. I hope all of these are good and that Marvel is not pushing their luck. Yeah. Not that it's luck. They work very hard for the movies that they've come up with, and there's a reason people love it, but this is, like, a lot. 
Yeah. Ellie has told me that, so she was obsessed with Marvel in high school and I didn't really, I didn't like it then. I didn't know anything about it. I used to make fun of her and call her a dork for it. And then I got to college and watched them and then became obsessed with them. And I was like, oh, okay, now I get it out. Cool. But she told me that she can't keep up with Marvel anymore because there's too much going on between the shows and the movies that she misses where you could just casually go see the new movie like once a year and you didn't have to be following everything and that this is, it's too much for her now. And she was like the biggest Marvel fan I knew when I was in high school. And she's just like, it's too much. I can't do it. Yeah, so there's people like her, and then there's people like with all the Star Wars stuff that's coming out. Like Luke is living for this. Like he's like, "What's next? Like why is there nothing right now?" Like the Obi Wan series just just came out, just had the season finale, and he's like, "All right, where's my next one?" <laughs> that is Rick with the Marvel stuff. So listening yeah. to him and Ellie, the two different sides of it is so funny because it's the same thing. It's like yeah. there's not enough for him, and for Ellie, it's there's this is too much for me. Yeah. You have to wonder if this is, if all of the stuff coming out is helping them pick up more people or making them lose people. Cause Rick was already a fan. He wasn't picked up as a fan. Yeah. Ellie lost, they lost a fan. Yeah. It's crazy. And yeah. then a butt ton of shows. Yes. There's some, so a couple series and then a couple just movies to come out, which will be exciting. So the first one that's coming out is actually coming out August 17th of this year is the She-Hulk series she hulk i think looks funny but i'm not gonna lie it didn't look like their best cgi no wasn't there wasn't their best work as far as that goes not that i could do better but just <laughs> you expect a certain level i don't know yeah the other ones that we have i'm excited for agatha covet of chaos series that is coming to disney plus that is <laughs> agatha from wandavision and Oh my gosh, I'm excited for that. I like her. Everything. It's been Agatha. Agatha. Oh, Lord. That is not the. I live for her. She is my favorite villain. She, like, when I talk about, like, favorite villains, she is number one in my heart. I love her. She's a good villain. I love the, like, Salem witch stuff. So I love that that's her backstory. Yeah. So cool. And then a couple of series for next fall are Ironheart, Loki season two, and a Ooh. series called Echo, which will be fun. Spring of 2023, there's a Secret Invasion series. And then 2024, there's Daredevil series and Spider-Man freshman year series. How cool. I haven't seen anything about the Spider-Man one yet. They only put out the cover work for it. Yeah. I this is what I was about to say. Spider-Man freshman year, I just looked it up because I had to know it's going to be animated because I was like, how are they gonna do that? Yeah. It's animated. Makes that sense. would be cool to to have Tom Holland. That yeah. would be a way that they could have him. In his last movie, in Spider-Man No Way Home, I remember watching it and being like, You don't look like a boy anymore. Yeah. Like, he did not look like a teenager anymore. He looked like an adult, which he is. He's 26 years old, but he looked like a teenager still in his first movies. And now watching that, I was like, you are not a kid anymore. But yeah, they haven't confirmed who the voice actor is yet for him. We shall see. Maybe they'll go OG with Tobey Maguire. Can you imagine? Cool. He definitely does not sound like a freshman. No. <laughs> so before we get into the best places to watch fireworks and shows in our favorite park, Hollywood Studios... A little note from our sponsor. 
like gong or noise that needs to go our podcast as you guys know is sponsored by 407 and beyond vacation co which is a disney and universal orlando travel agency 407 and beyond books and plans family vacations to destinations such as walt disney world universal disney cruise line disneyland and much more it does not cost extra to book with them their services are 100 percent free we love free Vacation planners help plan their clients' perfect family vacation, so all they have to do is show up, have fun, and create those family memories. You can start by getting a free, no-obligation quote at www.407vacations.com. Yeah, you can. And with that, let's get into the show. I'm so excited for this one. Like Sab said, this is our favorite park, both of us. It's the best park. I'm sorry. It's so good. Yes. And it was better before. It's literally not even as good as it used to be. And it's yeah. still the best park. Hollywood. Sing it, uh, girl. I can't sing. I can't feel the tune in my head, but I want to sing that song. You yes. it. So we'll start with ways to watch fireworks and stuff in the parks, all of the shows in there, and then we'll get to out of the parks. All right. So first show, go ahead. Ooh, Indiana Jones. As you guys have heard, Gina and I have starred in it with Neil Patrick Harris, which now I'm like fondly in love with. I'm fond of him. From watching Him Yim? Yes. It's too good. He's so good in that show. Yeah. I think because I didn't know who it was, I didn't really care at the time. But I think after watching the show, and then if he was in the crowd, I'd be like, I'm going to pass out. (laughs) Do you see why I lost my mind? Later when I was like, wait, that really was him? Like, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, it's Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. But yeah, so Indiana Jones, the middle is the better spot to sit for the show or as low as you can get. So you can be on the side, but like lower down so you can see the action and the the details because they don't have a jumbotron at this show. (laughs) And honestly, the show isn't super detailed it's there's not anything that you're like if you're in the back you're gonna have to squint to see like you're not gonna miss anything but like there is stuff going on that's better to see from lower so if your options are like top middle or front lower I'd go front lower personally yeah and if you want to be in the show definitely go front lower to the side that's what I was trying to say if it's back middle or front to the side go to the side because they pick people from every section and people always go to the middle so your odds are better if you're on the side because there's usually less people yeah and be loud like be aggressive let them know you're fun yeah (laughs) (laughs) that you want to be there and I have to say I have seen the show and I've been in the show and being in the show was so much of a better view than seeing the show is and you still get to watch a good amount of it. You're in the, you're just in the back, yeah. like up top in the bleachers. And then they call you down. Yeah. Which was even cool because at some point I forgot I was on stage. So I was like watching the show. Mm-hmm. You got like mesmerized. Like, oh wait, we're in the show. <laughs> and then they're like, uh, we told you to grab that thing. Let's go. And all of a sudden everyone's moving and you have to just like run with them. Cause you weren't paying attention. It's a good time. 10 out of 10 recommend. Yes. So So that is the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. That is around Echo Lake. If you see the dinosaur, it's right next to there. It's right next to Gertie. Yes. 
And people will probably tell you to skip this show. Personally, I'm a fan of the old Hollywood type of stuff. I don't think you should. It's really cool learning how old Hollywood works. And in this, I think pro- it's worth it. I think it is too. And it's been there since the 80s. So that's pretty cool. It is cool. <laughs> Next one is the Frozen Sing Along. For anyone who knows old Hollywood studios back when it was MGM, this is where Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was? Oh, no, the American Idol. American Idol, no. Well, it was Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and then it turned into American Idol, and then there was a show in between that, like, nobody really knew or liked, and then it was Frozen. Okay, so it's right at the front of Echo Lake. If you're coming in, you'll probably have to pass this if you go, like, around the long way around Echo Lake to get to Indiana Jones. So you'll see it. There's big signs. And this show is so funny. If you don't have kids, don't count this show out. It is geared towards adults. It is not geared towards kids. The only part of this show that's geared towards kids is the actual Frozen sing-along. The actors that are in it, they're there to entertain you as the adult. So you have a good view of this show basically anywhere you sit. You're going to be able to see the words on the screen to sing along from anywhere. You're going to experience everything from everywhere. But... If you sit down towards the front rows, the characters on the stage tend to interact with the first few rows. They will talk to you. They'll target, like, jokes at you. Not of you. They're not going to make fun of you. They're going to, they're laughing with you, not at you. (laughs) But if you want that to happen, if you want to kind of maybe be a part of the show, then sit more towards the front. You're not going to get pulled on stage. But they might just be like, like, I couldn't stop laughing at the one joke. It was the last day of vacation and I was exhausted. And I thought it was so funny. And I threw off Kristoff because I was laughing so hard. And the actor actually, like, said something. He was like, dang, she thought that was hilarious and, like, pointed right at me. So, like, (laughs) and they'll bring you into the show. Yeah. And I think Kristoff, always the actor, is always a very good-looking man. So the closer I can (laughs) see, the better. See a little bit more detail, Kristoff. Yes. Kristoff is like the actor. I didn't realize how good of a Kristoff they were until I watched Frozen after watching the sing-along. And he has like the mannerisms down. Like the way that he like bobs when he walks. I was like, whoa, he really like, he nailed it. He's a good actor. I love that show. And then I think our other, our last live show is Beauty and the Beast. Oh, Mermaid's kind of live. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so Beauty and the Beast. I forgot about The Little Mermaid because I don't like it. (laughs) That's kind of fair. I'm not going to lie. So Beauty and the Beast is on a hot day at Disney. It's really hard to be at the show because it's outdoor theater with like the the fake kind of shade. So like you're in the shade, but you still get the heat and the the weather to it. So, I mean, we both recommend doing that show either as early as you can in the day or later in the day. Um, try not to go so much in the middle of the day but it really doesn't matter with this show where you sit either you can see everything everywhere yeah definitely can this is a really good show though especially if you like viewing the beast it's definitely a broadway style show the beast is so dramatic he is he <laughs> dies for 20 minutes <laughs> the first time you see it you're gonna be like why isn't he dead yet and then the second time you see it you're gonna be like cheering him on counting how long it takes for him to die because you yeah. know it's coming but yeah the first time you see it you're gonna be like he's still dying yeah 
And it's the same show that has been there for years. It's like I said, very good Broadway style show. Definitely recommend seeing it, especially if you're a Beauty and the Beast fan. And that sun, it comes right in, like on the yeah. sides. There's no walls or anything. So when the trees aren't blocking it, it comes right in on the side. So your seat can literally be in the sun. It's that and then it, you're cooking. Like, so you're just sitting in your own sweat. So do it later. If you want to enjoy the show, do it later. <laughs> yeah, I because even like how you said like go early. The only issue I have with going early is it is usually cooler, but then you're missing out on the ride time. Yeah. Plus the shows, I think the shows don't start until like eleven normally, anyways. So it's difficult. But yeah, do like a later show in the evening. Yeah. So there's shows eleven, one, two, four, and five usually. So you got a good amount to choose from. Yeah. And you can lightning lane these shows. All the ones we have said so far, you can get a lightning lane and then you get a little bit more of an opportunity to pick your seat. And you don't just have to take what's left. Keep that in mind for all of these. (laughs) This is a waste of money. The lightning lane for that? Well, you know what? When we went and went to Hollywood Studios and had the lightning lane, it worked out really well. But by the end of the night, the only thing that was really left to get lightning lanes for was the shows. Oh, I thought you meant, like, you pay extra than Genie Plus to get it. Oh, no, 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 no. You said Lightning Lane, and I was like, what? No, this is just your basic Lightning Lane. Oh, my God. Don't worry. I don't think anyone would do that. I think that would be a waste of, big old waste of resources for Disney. So another one that is a live action show is Disney Junior Play and Dance. I don't think there's a bad seat for this one. So fun if you have toddler, preschool age kids. Yeah. Any older than that might not find it that fun. For, for the listeners that are 20-somethings, I don't even think you would know where it is. <laughs> no, I don't think so. And I think the majority of our listeners are 20-somethings without kids. But for the ones who are listening who have kids. <laughs> or for the ones who are listening who just really like Disney Junior. There's nothing wrong with that. I was babysitting last night, and she asked me to turn on Barbie, and I got invested into this storyline. Yeah. I, <laughs> I let her stay up far past her bedtime because I needed to know if Barbie was going to find somewhere to have the party. <laughs> I never I found out. We watched <laughs> no kids. You do what you got to do, you know? Some of those storylines, they're just too good. They really are. Like, you, and they make you wonder, especially the ones that are like the mystery shows. Yeah. You're like, I gotta solve this mystery. Sophia the First was playing when we were at Cedar Point in Ohio. Interesting. And I was so invested. It was, I was sitting in the lobby and I was just watching the show. Obviously in the kids section, but I was yeah. like, it's a really good show. Some shows, they, they really suck you in. There's different kids shows that I'm like, this is made for adults. Yeah. Or this is less boring for adults. So if you go to the Disney Junior Play and Dance, it really is just like a Disney Junior sing-along. And they don't have actual seats. Be warned. It is for your kids to sit on the floor. Yeah. And then once the show starts, they're going to be up dancing the whole time and having a good time. So very fun. I don't think there's a bad spot for that. The characters are all right there. And that one, I would say probably go off of your kid. Do you need to be in the back for a quick exit? Some kids you got to do that for. (laughs) You know your kid. Pick your spot based off your child. And then across the street from that is our real last live action. It's just these two are the the ones I skip every single time. The Little Mermaid show is 
it's like a combination of like animatronics and then like people that are dressed. Yeah, people dressed in black with the puppet. Like it's the Dark Nemo show. No, it's better than the Finding Nemo show. (laughs) Also, the puppets in the Finding Nemo show, that's more Broadway style where they are dressed like their character and then hold the puppet as well. That's their version of puppeteering. Little Mermaid, they wear black, all the lights are off and they glow in the dark. Yeah. So it's just, it's really cheesy and it's really corny and and it's it's good. The only live person is the Little Mermaid. It's an, an actress who's singing dressed as the Little Mermaid. So I think it's cooler for the younger crowd and maybe to watch once, but you do get wet. And when I say wet, I say the sprinklers are like almost broken wet. Yeah, you get soaked. So if you sit in the front row, that is the only row that does not get wet. So sit there unless you want to get wet. I'm pretty sure I got wet in that row. We got it from like behind us, but we weren't soaked as like we were. Yeah. It's, it, you're not as wet for me. They were turning around and being like, everyone's soaked. Yeah, and people scream. As you should. This is a really good one because it's actually really cold in that theater. It's a great air conditioning break. And then you get soaked. So also helps if it's really hot. Not great on a really cold day. Rick and I were there the one day and we were freezing. That park was so cold. And we weren't expecting it to be that cold. We had on shorts and a t-shirt. And then for some reason, it was literally like pants and sweatshirt weather. So we were like, let's buy a hot chocolate and go watch a show and just sit down out of the out of the freezing cold. Oh my gosh, we were freezing. And then it rained on us because I forgot that it rained in that <laughs> show. So then it rained on us in the show and we had to go back out to the freezing cold. Now we were wet. It was so cold, guys. Disney sold out of sweatshirts and blankets. And then we park hopped over to Magic Kingdom and they had more sweatshirts and we were able to buy them. Yeah. It was that cold that day. But yeah, so just really, really good break in the summer when you want to get in the air because you're going to be able to. Yes. It's going to be nice and chilly for you. Also, I really like the waiting area for that show. The area? The waiting area where they bring you in before oh, they bring you yeah. in the show. Oh, yeah. Where you're like, kind of like under the sea. Yeah, it's kind of themed. It's almost like her, like a boat. Yeah. Sort of. Like, it's, there's, like, the nets up, and there's different, like, under-the-sea yeah. things, but it's not fully under-the-sea. It almost looks like what you would want, like, an under-the-sea nursery to look like. I can agree with that. A little spookier, though, because they have the diving yeah. uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, a little spookier, like, the scuba diver helmets, but the old-school ones. Yeah. So, a little spookier because of that. But, yeah, no, I agree. So, Muppets 3D. As you can hear us quoting this all the time, uh, we, saw we saw Bald Eagle in Montana, and I was like, a glorious three-hour finale. <laughs> you got a minute and a half. <laughs> we love this show. You cannot go wrong with any seats. Anywhere is good to sit. Just try to be in the middle is what I would recommend to anybody. Have you watched Stranger Things? I'm trying to wait for fall. Okay. So, <laughs> the song in the fourth season that they use you're not gonna know it because you don't watch it i'm just telling you this and then anyone who has watched it who's listening can be like oh my god i know right um the song that they use in the fourth season is the song that miss piggy sings in muppet vision 3d and rick and i could not stop laughing because it's supposed to be this like dark scary serious moment and all we could picture was a pig singing and getting pulled off in a speedboat Uh I, like, can hear the song in my head, but I can't think of what it is. 
stars shining bright above you. That is a really good song. Whisper, I love you. That one. Dream a little dream of me. It's that one, right? Yeah. Dream, yeah. dream a little dream of me. Yeah. So that's the song they used in Stranger Things, and I couldn't that stop laughing. Because it's supposed to be a really serious, scary moment. And I was like, this is where Miss Piggy's doing her solo. Yeah, I'm waiting to watch Stranger Things, which I know is silly of me, but I want my fireplace to be going and for it to be cold. It is 90 degrees out. It does not feel right to watch it. First time I watched Stranger Things was when I was working in Florida and I was looking for something to watch on the bus rides home from work because they took like an hour. The ride there was 10 minutes, right? Home was an hour. Uh, and, then so, it. <laughs> and then I made friends with cars. So I was looking for something to watch on the bus rides. And those were like 45 minutes to an hour episodes. So I started watching it and I loved it because that was fall, which there's no fall in Florida. Not like there is in Pennsylvania, but the show takes place in the fall. So I yeah. felt like there was a little bit of fall in my life. That's <laughs> Weird right. logic, but it worked for me. It needs to be spooky season. I need to have my like Halloween blanket, like a cup of hot chocolate. Like that's the vibe I want, not to be like sweating watching. July. (laughs) That's season three. That takes place in the summer. Yes. And then that show. (laughs) But yeah, Muppet Vision 3D, very good. I prefer sitting more towards the back so you can see everything a little better because it is 3D. You know, it's like sitting real close in a movie theater. It's just not fun. Yeah. A little bit farther back, you get to see everything a little bit better. Not all the way in the back, because then you miss the one thing you got to turn around for. You're, like, directly under it. So just, like, kind of, like, middle back. But the pre-show for this is phenomenal. It's so funny. Like, save time for the pre-show and for the real show. It's a nice break from all the, the heat. And there's so many signs and, like, decor items to look at that are funny. Everything in there is, like, so punny. So if you're a punny person, it's the place to be. The last show that we have, as far as, like, attraction shows, is uh, Vacation Fun, an original animated short with Mickey and Minnie. (laughs) That is the full title of this (laughs) ride, attraction, whatever. Just Vacation Fun, you'll be fine. It is in the Mickey's Shorts Theater, which I think is an awesome name for it. You'll understand it once you go in. The chairs look like Mickey's butt. So cute. It's so cute. And this is the Mickey and Minnie Shorts that you can watch on Disney+. Plus. Basically, they edited a bunch of them together and made it like one very well-edited unison kind of thing. It's another one that is a great break in the air conditioning it's a really good break you can sit anywhere and you have a good view I normally I'm like sit in the middle (laughs) we sat on the side when we watched this and I like that we were able to like kind of put our feet up and relax because there's no one in front of us yeah and we still had a really good view and the best part of the show is actually the exit I think (laughs) they have the theme Every theme that you see in the shorts is the same that you walk out there's like little photo ops of those themes. So you watch them go to Potato Land and then you get to take a picture in Potato Land. Potato. That's one of my favorite videos I have of Sab. It's all over our Instagram because I use it all the time. And it's her like rubbing a potato for good luck. <laughs> it cracks me up because she went to Potato Land. You know the funniest thing? Gina and I were talking about how I'm an introvert before and like I don't think I if I looked at people looking at me, I would get really nervous, but I was only making eye contact with Gina rubbing this potato. 
this is literally just how I live my life. I just don't look at anyone around me. I just focus on the people I'm with. (laughs) And not because I'm an introvert, because there's not an ounce of me that's an introvert. Just because I just, in the moment, I'm with the people I'm with. I don't care what people around me are doing. It's a blessing and a curse. Because of that, I also assume that no one cares what I'm doing. But apparently people do look at you funny. Whatever. Not going to see him again. You rub that potato, girl. Don't let anyone tell you not to. That is all with the shows. You ready for the fireworks and the nighttime spectaculars? The fireworks show that you're going to get to see on the Chinese theater is the wonderful world of animation. Before this starts, as a treat, basically, for everyone who's waiting for that show to start, they do a show called Disney Movie Magic. And that is just a projection show. There are no fireworks. You have to be able to see the Chinese theater to see it because it's only projections on that. And that is basically their movies through the years, like all the way back to the 30s. And it's mainly their live action movies, but there is a little bit of everything thrown in there. And it is up until basically now. Pirates of the Caribbean is in there. Like, there's a little bit of everything. And it's just all about Disney movies. And you're, like I said, you're going to see everything. Any movie, you're going to be like, wait, Disney owns that? It is basically the ending of the great movie ride. Yeah. On the theater. It basically is. Yeah. It's really, really, really cool. You just have to be there. It's not listed on the times guide or anything. It just happens right before the fireworks happen. And it's a 10 minute show. So if you're there like 15 to 20 minutes before the fireworks go, you'll get to see it. For viewing of this, they have roped areas in front of the theater down the stairs. So you're not on the same platform as the theater. It's right after the main street of Hollywood Studios and then like a little bit after and then that's the best viewing of it in the roped areas hollywood boulevard so it's like on that is how i like to view it oh i couldn't picture what you were saying there i was really confused so yeah i think into the park down hollywood boulevard you pass sunset boulevard on your right and you keep going but before the stairs up to the theater yeah because the stairs don't actually lead up to the theater you, there it's actually just a little stage and you go around the stairs and that gets to the theater it's nice yeah. and confusing for everyone yeah <laughs> so in front of there as long as you can see the whole chinese theater you can see it yeah like you'll be able to see the show and that goes for the wonderful world of animation as well which is the full fireworks show with the fireworks as well as the projections there's also really good places around the Chinese theater if you could care less about the projections you'll be able to see the fireworks from almost anywhere in the park I found personally that a really good spot is coming out of Toy Story Land behind the Chinese theater if you just want to stop and watch the fireworks you can see them from there another great spot is while you're on Tower of Terror and they're going off so cool (laughs) like to open up and see fireworks going that's a dream that hasn't happened to me but that's a dream I love it that's because you go right to Fantasmic, which goes off at the same time the fireworks are going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think, I think I've seen this show once, and then I've watched Fantasmic every other night. Well, especially because when we were there, it wasn't the wonderful world of animation. It was the galactic nighttime spec, the Star Wars galactic nighttime, blah, 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 yeah. blah. And I am not a Star Wars person. And at that point in your life, you knew it, but you weren't like a huge Star Wars person. Yeah. So we were like, Fantasmic it is. Yeah. I maybe watched the Star Wars one once or twice and then I would watch it if I wasn't in the park but not while I was there 
Yeah. So to watch those same fireworks, but out of the park, we were playing mini golf and we saw the fireworks go off at the Fantasia mini golf. And it was so cool. That would be like a really, really good date night. Yeah. If you planned mini golf for when you knew the fireworks were going to go off, that would be like yeah. a one date night. And we were there and I was like, it's 9 p.m. Which park is this? <laughs> what are we watching right now? Yeah. I was like, is this? And I didn't know where we were when you're in the golf like spot because you like turn so many corners so I was mm -hmm. like I don't know where Epcot is versus Hollywood Studios so I didn't know which one it was you are right in the middle of the two of them yeah. fun fact so then I was like oh it was nine o'clock for the Hollywood and then nine fifteen for Epcot so I was like oh it's the Hollywood one perfect I know when in doubt open up the app yeah you can also see them from the Boardwalk, Yacht Beach Club, or Swan and Dolphin. It's not super clear, though. There's so many buildings and stuff from, like, in the way if you're trying to see them. So, best spot to watch them if you're trying to watch them from more towards your hotel. Or if you're at those hotels, maybe for dinner, and you're like, ooh, let's see the fireworks. Go to the path that you would take to walk to Hollywood Studios. You're going to go, like, under a bridge and then get close to the park. You'll be able to see them so clearly from there. Nothing will be in your way. And you'll be able to hear the music. So you'll get the full effect, nothing in your way, without having to be in the park. So that's a good cheat if you don't have a ticket, but you want to see the fireworks. And then if you want to stay more towards the hotels, there's a bridge that connects the Swan and Dolphin to Boardwalk and Yacht Beach Club. It's closer to Boardwalk, if that helps you at all. And you can stand on that bridge and you can see them pretty clearly from there also. And you won't have to walk as far as if you went to walk down the path. I recommend the path. It gets you closer to the park and the fireworks. But that's still, it still works. Yeah. And then the last spot to watch those beautiful fireworks are while you're on the Skyliner. That's so cool. That's a, also a good planned timed spot is to be on the Skyliner. Yeah, the only thing that stinks about being on the Skyliner is you're probably going away from the park, I'm assuming, if that's what you're trying to do. So you only get to see them for so long. So that part stinks, but that's okay. When I stayed at the boardwalk, I could also see them from the pool. So oh, that's cool. They didn't pipe the music in or anything, but when we walked up to the slide, we could see the fireworks going off. But again, it was very obstructed. It wasn't, wasn't as good as if you walked down the path and basically got rid of all those buildings in the way. Yeah. But from the top of the slide, we could see them pretty clearly. <laughs> that's so cool. Oh, that's a good summer night thing. Oh, it was great. That was like an August night. We were standing at the top of the slide ready to go. We were like, oh my God. And then boats were coming by from the boats that went to see Harmonious and we were waving at everyone and they were all cheering. It was really fun. Cute. Okay, so there is one last one. Yeah, there is. <laughs> this is the best show in all of Disney, in all of the Disneys, across the property. And so it's good. better than the other Fantasmic. <laughs> Ooh, she's coming at you, West Coast. Yes, because I think situationally where the show is over at Disneyland, I don't think it'll be, it's enjoyable. And of course, it's our favorite show, but you don't get to sit down like the amphitheater that we have. Oh, I love being able to sit. <laughs> so they, at Disney Hollywood Studios, they have its own section that you have to go behind Beauty and the Beast Theater to get to this huge amphitheater 
for this beautiful array of scenes and shows. Magic. Mickey Mouse. (laughs) Mickey battles the villains in his imagination, and it's so good. And you need to go see it. It's coming back 2022, ladies and gentlemen. It'll be here soon. Yes. And there are cheats to get good seats for this one. So you can be psychos like Sab and I. (laughs) And I? Yeah. Um, You can be psychos like we are. And you can sit front row and get absolutely drenched because you will get wet. And when the fire comes up, you will feel the heat. You're going to walk in and you're going to be like, why is no one in the front row? And you're going to run down all excited and take it. And then you're going to get soaked in the first minute. (laughs) So worth it. The center of the amphitheater is the best viewing location. The cheat to get that is to get a meal package. So they do packages kind of like they do in Epcot for the Eat to the Bee concert series. They do that with Fantasmic. And you can go eat at, for example, Mama Melrose, which is an Italian restaurant in the park. And then you get to go and you have reserved seating for Fantasmic. So you're guaranteed a seat in the center of the amphitheater. I've seen the show from the front row, from the side corner, all the way in the top, behind the poles. I've seen the show middle, on the sides. I've seen it at pretty much every angle, and I don't think I've ever had, like, a bad view. Do we tell them the cheat if they like to know the Disney secrets? Do we want to keep it for ourselves? <laughs> or is it worth it to tell? I think we share it. I, I say we yeah. share it. That's we, we have a Disney podcast. We should probably share our secrets. So if you want to know some show secrets, you need to sit on the very sides of the theater, especially the far left of the theater if you're looking at the stage, because you can see some switches and some things that are that you're not really supposed to see. So, for instance, when the evil queen becomes the old hag evil queen instead of the pretty young evil queen, you can see that switch happen if you're on the side rather than directly in the front. You can see them throw a... This is the best one. I'm sorry. You can see... Do you want to say this one? No, you go for it. You can see them throw a fire-resistant blanket over Ariel on the boat because she can't get down because she doesn't have legs, but fireworks start going off. So they have to throw a blanket over her. And all so the other characters. She hits the deck and goes under the boat. And everyone leaves. <laughs> and Ariel sits at the top, tail wagging. You see her tail going with a blanket on her head. Yes. And you can also see Mickey's entrance. You can see it from like different angles and things like that, rather than like the nice smooth entrance you get from the front. So it's not the best if you don't find that stuff fascinating. I think it's really cool yeah. to see. So that's all the way on the side, either left or right. Left is where you need to be to see them throw the blanket on Ariel. The right, you'll be able to see the Mickey's entrances and the evil queen switch. Well, if they keep it the same way. That's true. There's lots of changes coming. Who knows? Maybe Ariel will have legs. I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, so that is everything that we have for Hollywood Studios. We, oh my God, I could talk about this park all day long. So can I. Every day. It's the best. It's really honestly the best. Uh, but yes, if you want to see the photo of where the Buzz Lightyear stuff is, the little background photo op, or potato, me rubbing a potato. Oh, you will see it. <laughs> on our social media, we're at Spill the D podcast. Um, if you have any inquiries or want to collab with us or want to just tell us anything, our email is spill the D 
pod at gmail.com. And until next time, we will see you at the castle. You rub that potato, girl. Don't let anyone tell you not to.